Jamie Summers from Afternoons with Heart and Humor. Something you may not know about me is I'm really conscious of what I put in my body. So I eat healthy, try to stay as active as possible. That's also why I was so excited when I heard that Dr. Kellum at the Kellum Stem Cell Institute is able to retrieve my own stem cells and place them exactly where I need them most with focused infusions. If you're ready for something more effective and a healthier way to heal, get more information at KellumStemCellInstitute.com. Hey, it's Doug with an opportunity to catch up with John Michael Hinton and talk about a new book. Now, John Michael is a magician, storyteller, and redhead driven by a passion to encourage people to embrace joy. He uses the power of magic, storytelling, and humor in a mix that you won't soon forget using everyday objects to accomplish impossible feats. Maybe you've seen him on the CW's hit show, Penn & Teller Fool Us, and millions of views on YouTube. John Michael is a sought-after speaker and entertainer living in Dallas, Texas with his wife and three kiddos. His website is johnismyfriend.com. How can you not love him with that intro? John Michael, welcome. Thanks for making time. (laughs) <laughs> Thanks for letting me be here, man. I'm loving this. So in the introduction, magician, storyteller, and redhead. So we got to spotlight the redhead. Come on. Uh, you know, I have always kept that in there. When you're identified that many times for your hair, I'm <laughs> like, i got to at least be able to be booked off this. And actually, it's gotten me some of my bigger gigs randomly because my other redheads out there are like, hey, if he's a redhead, he's got to be great. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, the book we're talking about is a book that you co-wrote with Ken Castro. It's called Imaginate, um, Collaborate with the Greatest Artist of All Time. So I guess I got to start with the word imaginate. <laughs> yeah. You know, a lot of people said, did you make up the word? What is this? Uh, actually, it is an old English archaic word. Um, and it means literally to create with imagination. And um, the whole point of this book is how to unlock your purpose through creativity and collaboration. And so when we were trying to think of, I mean, what is a word that means, you know, like let's let's create, but not just not just okay, make it to make it. Use use the, all the creative juices you have, all the abilities you have to make things beautiful. And we landed on a match date. So that is awesome. So is this book intended for quote unquote creatives or? You know, definitely it's going to hit home with creatives, but my goal was honestly to inspire everyone to realize how creative they were. Um, whether you are an artist or you're a performing artist like I am, or honestly, if you are into sports or even into dentistry, like whatever it is, um, I really believe that all of us were created with purpose for a purpose. And when we were created, first of all, I don't believe God creates junk. Mm. <laughs> um I think a lot of us, when we look in the mirror, we might think, ah, well, we, hey, God doesn't create junk, but I screwed it up. I, I don't even, I wouldn't even go that far because God didn't just create us and leave either. He's here to help us, you know, carry out what he purposed us for. And I believe that he gave all of us creative abilities that if we would trust him, if we would seek him, man, he made us for a special reason. A side note for those that are listening, when you do an interview with an author, a lot of times the publishers will send you what's called suggested interview questions, and sometimes you use them, sometimes you don't. Since I speak fluent sarcasm, I was I was struck, honestly, and uh, convicted by the second question that was suggested, which is, if God is the greatest artist of all time, what does it mean when we critique his work? And I immediately went to my sarcasm and negativity that I speak so fluently and was instantly convicted. So thank you. <laughs> well, if that can help convict you, then 
I'm not sure how to say that. Uh, but no, I think, so it, it kind of takes it back to, and I have this whole chapter about how much my wife and I love Broadway. And um, I know that sounds random for the question you just asked, but my wife and I, we absolutely love Broadway, but there's something in Broadway um, that is a necessary evil, which is the art critic, right? Mm-hmm. Um, whenever uh, a play comes out, a musical comes out, somebody uh, goes and they critique it so all of us can know what it's about. And um, that's great because, uh, you know, these are people who have art degrees. These people have seen everything. Um, the problem is uh, the opposite of that are people who offer their opinion, even though they actually don't have an educated opinion. And um, mostly we see that on the Internet, right? Mm. We, uh, we have uh, Internet trolls, I believe is the word we <laughs> use. And they, they just come and spew garbage all over whatever somebody puts up there, whether a YouTube video or something on social media. And it's, it's honestly, they're ignorant, um, uneducated art critics um, setting themselves up to have an opinion on something. Um, and yet, when I look at myself in the mirror and I look at God's creation in the mirror, I'm an uneducated, ignorant art critic. I'm not. I don't have. A, I don't have a degree on what actually who I should be. Like I, I think we think we should be, um, but again, coming back to what I said at the beginning, God doesn't create junk. And so when we look at ourselves and the lies come, which the lies always come, even though we know that they're lies, even though we know that they have continually come, somehow we still fall victim to them. But if we could pause and say, wait, wait, wait what does the expert say about this? Well, the expert says that Ephesians 2.10, that we are God's masterpiece, his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works. If we could go back to what he says about us, man, that, then that's what really matters, right? It doesn't matter so much what I think. It matters what he thinks. And if I can replace my thoughts with his thoughts, man, then we're going to set ourselves up to do so much better in this world. Love it. Love it. Well, you call God artist and creator, but then also collaborator. I don't think many of us think, what, we get to collaborate with God? Right, right. Uh, and, if, you know, if he was just the creator and then he left, why would he go through all the things to want to have a relationship with us? But if he wants to have a relationship with us, um, then he wants to collab with us. Also, he wants us to collab with each other. Um, if you remember back to the, the whole creation story, Genesis chapter 1 and 2, over and over he says, you know, let there be light. It is good. Let there be plants. It's good. Let there be animals. It's good. Let there be this. It's good. Until he gets to us, right? He says, it's very good. It, if you've been around the church, you've been around the Bible at all, you, you know that. But then the first thing he ever says in creation that is not good is for us to be alone. And I don't believe we're supposed to be alone from each other. I don't believe we're supposed to be alone from him. And when the problems come into this world is when we separate ourselves from him and we separate ourselves from each other. And I think his design is that we collab with each other and with him to make beautiful things in this world. It's easier said than done sometimes because I believe there's most of us feel like, okay, we weren't created to be an island. But what would you say to the person that's having issues or challenges trying to connect with others who, who, who feels alone and lonely and doesn't know how to feel that void? Man, right? That's, that's every day, I think, so many of us, because uh, we think, oh, nobody else is dealing with this. Nobody else knows what I'm going through. Um, and in one sense, you're right. All, all, your experience is, in one sense, unique. And yet, I think when we start talking in small groups and when we start, you know, hanging out with other people, we start going, oh, you struggle with that, too? Oh, you deal with that, too? <laughs> and it's amazing how ununique, in one sense, we find out that we are. We're like, wait, 
Oh, it drives you nuts when your kids do that too? <laughs> oh, I thought it was just me. Because when you're by yourself, you, you think, ah, oh, obviously my kids are screwed up or my, my spouse is, is the most annoying. or well, No, actually, just living with other people, like, that's just what happens. Or, man, I'm the only one who struggles with remembering names. I, it cracks me up how many people say, oh, well, I'm just horrible at remembering names. I don't think anybody's actually good at remembering <laughs> names. There's a few people that put in the effort that – those are the exception that they can remember names. Everybody else is horrible at remembering names. And if we talk about that, we go, oh, okay. So you struggle with these things too. Then we start to realize, oh, so well, how can we work together to realize we're not isolated? How can we work together to actually, and I think that's why in anywhere, it's, it's all about that fellowship. It's all about that small group. It's about getting with other people and realizing, man, if we talk, we're better together than we are apart. Well, and I guess this could be a, a plug for social media or the Internet in general with the idea of at least there are places where you can begin to branch out and reach out to different groups or different things on Facebook or support groups to at least engage uh, initially for the ultra shy. Yeah, and I would say, and the person who's really there, I mean, there are professional counselors. That's the reason they're there, right? Um, I always say, say, man, either reach out to a family member, a friend, and if you don't feel like you have any of those, that's why they're professionals. Um, I'm all for that. No, none of us are truly alone, um, even if it depends how dark we are. Uh, so I would not excuse that. What would you say you would want as uh, one or two of the takeaways from people that read the book? What do you think some of those action steps are going to be? They've read it, and now what are they engaging in? One of the things I think when we, we think, oh, well, obviously I'm not creative. I'm not talented. And the reason we believe that is because we play the comparison game, which is so easy in our age, right? Mm. With social media, we can compare ourselves to somebody in Hong Kong and France and Zimbabwe all in a matter of three minutes if we jump on uh, <laughs> social media sites. Um, and we forget that that's their highlights. Like, we know it's our highlights and that we, we, we're we not completely honest on social media, but we forget that everybody else is the same way as us. Um, and when we start playing that comparison game, we think, oh, well, see, if I, I, I'm not talented like them. I'm not talented like them. And I'm not talented like them. You know what? You're right. You're not. Because <laughs> you were created to be you. And God gave you specific gifts for you to work with him and, each, and other people to make beautiful things. Uh, and so I think it's realizing that, man, I'm not, I'm not created like other people, and I'm not supposed to be. So how, what things did God actually give me? Because that's what I'm supposed to do. Uh, honestly, I, have, I tell this story about a dentist. I mentioned dentistry earlier. Um, I have a dentist friend who, he said, John, I wish I could be as creative as you. And I'm like, dude, you're so creative. He's like, no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm like, dude, the way that you, I know this sounds weird, but even the way that he injects the Novocaine into my gums, he, he has a, I will only let this guy work on me because it even hurts less when he does it. And I don't know how, what he's doing or jiggling, or I don't know like how he's injecting it. He just has the ability to do that or then to, to take all the junk out and then to perfectly pack the, uh, the cavities and whatever it is. There's so much creativity in that, but because it's just something he does, he doesn't see that as creative. And I'm like, no, it's incredibly creative. I could never think to do that. He's like, oh, yes, you could. I'm like, well, it comes easy to you. I think, and again, that's coming back and saying, okay, what is what comes easy to me? What is it that I enjoy doing or man, that's probably the things that God's gifted you with. Ah, I love that. I love that. I know that the comparison game uh, can be very deadly, and sadly, uh, when it comes to our teenagers, especially in social media, and everybody's trying to do something else. So thank you for the reminder that God does not create junk, that each of us is perfectly and wonderfully made, and we've we've all got a piece of the pie. I, I hope if anybody can take away a message, it's the understanding. You've got a piece, and it's important, too. 
Yes, that's so good. I like that. We all have a piece of the pie. I should have written that about that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. That's for my next book. Feel free. So John Michael Hinton is who we're talking to. The book is Imaginate, uh, Collaborate with the Greatest Artist of All Time. We talked about you being a, being a magician, a storyteller, and, of course, the redhead. I want to go back on the magician part because I feel like at least sometimes within what I'll call the Christian bubble, there was like, oh, no, magic and God, and that doesn't work. And <laughs> I, I don't subscribe to that, and I think uh, less and less people do. But but talk about that. I'm sure you've come up, to, uh, come up with some opposition about that, balancing and helping people understand magic and God. If God created everything, why not magic? Yeah. Uh, well, I'll, I'll tell you first, my, my grandfather— um, was a uh, minister almost his entire life, um, and he told me once, he said, well, John, you wouldn't catch me dead buying a packet of playing cards. And after the fourth time he said it around the dinner table that night, I said, you know, Grandpa, isn't it wonderful that our sanctification does not rely on whether we buy or do not buy a packet of playing cards? Uh, <laughs> obviously, I used all of his words. Uh, but... Uh, you know, it, yeah, it is. It, one sense, it can be scary because Revelation twenty one eight says magicians are going to hell. Um, <laughs> uh, look it up, Revelation twenty one eight. It also says liars go to hell and people who disobey their parents. And a big long list. Uh, so, first of all, let's just be thankful that all of us are going uh, need to be forgiven. Uh, <laughs> but uh, also, that's talking about practicing demonic arts, right? It's actually trying to. Um, if you come to one of my shows, you'll quickly realize, because I say it over and over, look, I'm not trying to start a cult. We all know this is fake. Uh, <laughs> um, it's just a way to inspire wonder. Um, I think that's something that a lot of us miss out on in this world, of in our thing where we think we can figure everything out, where there's, there's no unanswered questions, because I have Google and Wikipedia and all these other things. And Man, sometimes it's good to remember that there's wonder, and it's okay not to know everything. Um, and it, to be able to inspire people with wonder and then also help them laugh and honestly just take a, a break from reality. Reality has so much stretches in it on its own. Being able to take a break from reality. Um, but honestly, what it comes back to, I said, you know, find out what you're good at. God created me to be on stage. Um, I don't know if it's the attention I got when I was being born from all the doctors and nurses who were hovering around me, but um, from that moment I was born, I had to be on stage. I knew that about every stage I passed. It was, how can I get up on there? It could have been a Broadway stage to just a little playhouse. Like, it didn't matter. If there was a stage, I had to be on it. Um, and uh, my dad is a magician. Hobby, It's his hobby. And so I was like, all right, I can do that. And so I started doing magic tricks. And it's amazing with a simple card trick or something with Rubik's Cubes. If you go to my, my social media, any of my social media, just look for John Michael Hinton. Um, you can find me on all of them. And you'll see me doing stuff with Rubik's Cubes. When I have where a Rubik's Cube, I drop it, and it turns into Skittles. Whoa. And honestly, it's, whoa. It's, it looks like CGI. Um, when I see it, I'm like, whoa, that looks awesome. Uh, <laughs> and it's not because I try to puff myself up. Uh, but buddy of mine came up with how to do it. Uh, it's more just like, wow, that's so cool. Um, and be, giving people that ability to just go, what? Ah, no, this is so cool. It's so fun. And make them laugh. And, man, I have the ability from God to be able to do that for somebody. Like, man, that that's, that's incredible. Uh, and yet, also, it's so small. Like, I could look at it as, oh, it's just a stupid magic trick. And in a sense, it is just a stupid magic trick. But, man, the ability to help somebody laugh. I've had more people come out of my shows that have written me saying, I haven't laughed and had that good of a time with my, whether it's grandchild, spouse, children, uh, whatever, in a long time. Thank you so much. Mm. And just 
the ability to give people those memories uh, with each other of being able to laugh and be amazed. Man, what a gift from God, right? <laughs> Amen. Thanks for using it. That's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's it's so fun. And again, if you want to see any of the videos, you can go on uh, YouTube, you can go on social media, and you can find all the things that I'm talking about. I would be remiss if I didn't ask this, so I understand Josh McDowell was influential in your faith and ministry? Oh my goodness, yeah. So I was a, I was a youth pastor for five years, and then I was a missionary for a couple of years in France. And when we came back uh, from France, we were trying to figure out what we were doing. It wasn't exactly our option to come back. It was... Uh, that's a whole nother mess for a whole nother story. And it, there was a restructuring and we kind of got chewed up in the middle of it. And um, when we came home trying to figure out, do I go work at a church again? Do I just get a job at Costco? Like, <laughs> what what should I do? And um, a buddy of mine said, hey, how about you come speak at my summer camp? And I was like, sure. You know, I have nothing else going on, literally. And so I was speaking to the youth and Josh McDowell was speaking to the adults. And so he heard my story and he's like, well, John, I don't get it. And I said, get what? He said, why aren't you doing this full-time? And I said, well, I have a young family. I have um, no money in the bank, and I'm scared. And he said, yeah, fear's not a god. Get over it. What else you got? Oh, oh. <laughs> oh sure thing, Mr. McDowell. <laughs> and so it was kind of the kick in the pants we needed to start doing this. Um, you know, I think a lot of us, though, isn't that true? Like, we say, oh, I could never do that. I'll, there, there's no way. And I, we could start listening, listing reasons why we can't do it. You know, Moses did that, and God also said, okay, what else you got? Nope, nope. I, okay, I'll fix that. What else you got? Um, and I think when we can just have somebody, in a sense, say, no, go after it. I mean, what happens? The worst thing that happens is you fail, and you learn something. Yep. And then you get up, and you try it again. So that's what we did, and that was eight and a half years ago. And we, um, honestly, it was, it was a process. It was a grind for at the beginning. I had to move in with my parents, with my two kids. And that's not what you want to do in your early thirties to, uh, you've been be able to pay all your own bills and then you have to move in with your parents so you can launch something else. But we did. And then we were able to eventually after, uh, two years buy our own house and we haven't missed a bill. We even made it through the pandemic. Um, and I mean, I'm living a dream. I get to, I get to do what, what originally was my hobby now for my, for my job and be able to inspire people to love Jesus and love others. And like, <laughs> it's the best thing in the world all because I w I got over my fear and I went for what God had gifted me in. Well said, well said. Well, I certainly want to be respectful of the time, John. Is there anything else that we missed that you want to make sure we get in? Oh, you know, again, uh, I would say if you've heard all of this and you're like, man, this is a really um, good message for a friend or maybe one of my children, my grandchildren, my cousin, my, my aunt, um, you know, maybe buy the book for them. Uh, you can buy it anywhere that books are sold. Amazon's a great spot. Or what I'd say, honestly, is a lot of people will say that and say, oh, this is a good message for, this is a good message for, but we don't say me. Mm. And if you're listening to this right now and you say, oh, well, yeah, my so-and-so is creative, they'll like this. I, I need you to look in the mirror. I need you to look in the mirror and say, am I being an uneducated art critic and paring down God's creation, or am I trying to look at myself the way God sees me? Because I think when we can look at ourselves the way God sees us, that we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which He's prepared for us in advance to do, that is when we can start living out our purpose. And that is, honestly, again, how you find your purpose, through the creative gifts that God has given you, through collaborating with Him and others. And that's where we can truly find our purpose of being here on this earth.
I'm Jamie Summers from Afternoons with Heart and Humor. Something you may not know about me is I'm really conscious of what I put in my body. So I eat healthy, try to stay as active as possible. That's also why I was so excited when I heard that Dr. Kellum at the Kellum Stem Cell Institute is able to retrieve my own stem cells and place them exactly where I need them most with focused infusions. If you're ready for something more effective and a healthier way to heal, get more information at KellumStemCellInstitute.com. 